In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As it is that we enter now into the last Sunday of the year, before we enter into the year of the sanctification of the Church, we enter into the story that teaches us how it is that we are to turn our, our fear into faith. Right? Each and every one of us, as humans, have this fear. We realize that we can't do everything on our own. We have this fear of things in life, whatever it might be. But an overwhelming fear of humanity is always going to be death. Right? Death, sickness, illness, these things that are out of our control, these things that we really can't, in a certain sense, have this control over, and these things that really scare us when it is that we look in the eye at death, at uncertainty, at the darkness, it brings us overwhelming amount of fear, right? Here are these other things that we concern our life with, and sometimes those bring fear with it, but there is nothing that brings fear more than death. But Jesus today teaches us how we turn that fear into faith, how we turn that fear into trust, how it is through his transformation, his transformative power, he's able to turn those things that we fear most, that darkness, and to be able to shed light upon it. But what it takes for us is to open up our hearts. What it takes for us is to really truly allow God to work in that fear. For us, we have to realize that when it is that we do fear, we place greater trust in Jesus. Not ourselves, in Jesus. And that, at its very core, is what faith is all about. is depending upon God, despite the fact that we go through trials, despite the fact that we have problems, despite the fact that we don't know what lies before us, despite the fact that we might be looking at darkness. That although we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, we know that Jesus is next to us. We know that Jesus is walking with us. We know that Jesus might not show us the entire way, but he shows us each and every step we are to take in the darkness. But that is where we turn to. Today's story, as, as we, we listen, it's quite a beautiful story, right? It's quite a beautiful story because we hear of someone who is willing to lose everything in his life, everything that he has gained, everything that he has worked for, in order to save his daughter. It's love of a parent. A love of a parent that you know, propels him to go further, right? As parents, you know how it is. Your child is sick with a fever, whatever it might be. You're up with them all night, hoping that the fever might break. Or maybe your child has fallen, hurt themselves, whatever it might be. You take them to the emergency room, hoping all will be well. Whatever it might be, we place our hope and our trust and our futures in our children. And as it is that we go forward, right? We really want them to be okay in life. We really devote everything to them. So here is this man named Jairus. Jairus is this man who has really made it in life. We're told he's the ruler of a synagogue. Why is that important? Because in the community that he's in, the ruler of the synagogue would be in charge of everything, from taking care of the building, from, uh, uh, from the finances, from the administration, from whatever it might be. So he was a very well, well-to-do man. He's really made it to the highest point in life that you can make it, right? He's really esteemed by everyone in the community among his fellow Jews. Everyone loves the guy. And here was this man named Jesus who was passing through his town. And as this man named Jesus was passing through his town, this was at a point where no one liked Jesus. Even the leaders of the Jews, of the synagogues, were plotting to kill him. At this point, it wasn't just shutting the doors on him. No, no, no. They wanted Jesus dead. So here's Jairus who literally has everything to lose, and what he does is remarkable. He doesn't care about anything else. Everything else is really kind of mute to him. He doesn't care. 
All he's looking for now is this man named Jesus, who's passing through his town, and that's his only hope. Either he approaches Jesus, or his daughter dies. And so he goes. You can imagine that he's wearing very nice robes, right? He's a very dignified man, but what he does is shocking. We are told he kneels before Jesus. For all those who would have seen it, those crowd, remember the crowd is pressing upon Jesus. For everyone who would have seen it, they would have been absolutely shocked that here is this ruler of the synagogue, the most well-to-do man in the entire village, and here he is kneeling before Jesus. And his faith is not perfect. He knows that. He knows his faith is not perfect. But he goes and he pleads before him, Lord, my daughter is dying. My daughter is dying. I need you to come out. And in the middle of him asking Jesus for something, here is this woman, in the middle of everything, who interrupts his prayer, interrupts his faith, interrupts his pleading, and goes up to him just to touch his cloak to be healed from something that she's been suffering with for 12 years and can't catch a break from. And Jesus heals her. And he shows what he's going to do to Jairus' daughter when he calls the woman, Daughter, your faith has saved you, made you well, go forward. Now, here is Jairus, who as it is that, you know, you're thinking, here's my prayer, here's what it is, and my prayers don't work, because as soon as Jesus heals this woman, what happens? Someone from his house comes and says, Don't trouble Jesus anymore, don't trouble him. Face the facts, your daughter has died, all hope is lost, everything is done. And so you can imagine the heart of a parent just crumbling. Everything, hope just diminishing. And there is Jesus who says, she's not dead, she's asleep. And so he goes, takes her by the hand, she rises. The first thing he does, as if nothing happened, give her something to eat. That's it. My brothers and sisters, this is how we turn faith, right? This is how we get faith from fear. This is the way in which we are to look at Jesus. Sometimes it is that God works through our fears. It is that He works through what it is that we fear most, whether it is that it catches us by surprise, or whether it is that we realize it here and now, when it is that we look our fears in the face, when it is that we see what the darkness is in our own lives, when we all struggle with something in our own lives, when it is that we take what it is that we're struggling with, and like Jairus, we go to Him with that, with that expectant faith that Jesus is going to transform this into darkness, into light, that we see the transformative power of Jesus. We see what it is that he's getting. See, all of us struggle with something different in our lives. Right? Sometimes it's a troubled marriage. Sometimes it's a rebellious child. Sometimes it's financial setbacks. Sometimes it's, it's a kind of like a bad snag in our career. Sometimes it might be X, Y, and Z. You fill in the blank. There's always darkness. And what is it we want to do in our lives? Just kind of focus on ourselves. Or just kind of listen to kind of the naysayers in life. Like, listen... You know, you can believe and pray in Jesus, and that's all nice and everything, but facts are on our side. This is just kind of what happens in life, and whatever it might be. You know, you're all alone to face these trials. There's not really much to get out of it. Not the case. Not the case at all. Jesus, in these moments, is asking you, place greater faith in me. Just as he looks at Jairus in the face, and he says, look at me, trust in me, trust what it is that I'm about to do for you, trust that although there's going to be interruptions in life, as it is that you pray, you might still encounter setbacks. Jairus encountered setbacks, right? Here's this other woman who comes, and his daughter dies in the process. He's probably thinking in his heart, Lord, come on, every second counts, my daughter is dying. But even in the setbacks, Jesus is teaching us something. Even in the darkness of life, Jesus is teaching us something. 
As long as we have this trust in God, that what it is that we are experiencing is to make us stronger, to look, fa- to look death in the face, and to become stronger because of it, rather than weakened. As long as it is that we look upon the cross, and we realize that the cross is never the final answer, that we are not a people of the cross, but we are a people of the resurrection, of what happens after the cross, it's then that we enter into that mystery of Jesus. Or Jesus, I'm going through something. My faith might not be strong. My faith might be lack. My faith might still be stuck in darkness. But I come to you and I implore your aid. I come to you and I ask you for a stronger faith. I come to you and no matter what it is that happens in my life, what I ask for is stronger faith to be able to trust in you in all things. Our brothers and sisters, today you're going to receive saint cards. The saints are those that who have the ear of God, are those who've lived among us, followed in our footsteps, lived in every walk of life, everything you can imagine, right? And they also turn their fear into faith. They really, really sometimes struggle to trust in God, and yet they ask God for that mercy, for that help, to be able to trust in Him greater in a greater and greater way. And this, this is the same faith that we replicate from the saints. We look at these saints that we're going to be praying with, each and every day, to ask them, where is my faith lacking? Where in my life is there darkness where light needs to be shed? And in that faith, in that faith, and the faith doesn't have to be perfect. The faith of Jairus is never perfect, right? It didn't come with this perfect faith. Jesus didn't say, go home, work on yourself, and you know, after this that your faith has been completed and more perfect, then come to me. He doesn't say that. He takes you where you're at. Where it is that you are in your faith now is plenty for Jesus to work with. All we have to do is open up our hearts. As simple as that. Open up our hearts and allow Jesus to work. This is what he's asking for today. Where is there darkness in your life? Where are there problems? Where are there trials? Where are there setbacks? What am I not giving to Jesus? I have nothing to lose. Only everything to gain. Here is Jairus who goes, and yes, he might have lost everything. He might have lost his position. He might have lost his power. He might have lost his influence. He might have lost, you name it. But he gained two things. He gained his daughter back. But most of all, his faith is now born. Born anew in the eternal life that Jesus has now given. Jesus today is asking for your faith. No matter where we are in our faith journey, we can always grow more and more in our faith as long as we come to Jesus with a heart that is open, with a heart that's ready to accept, and with a heart that's ready to proclaim Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, and the life. Amen?